Hey, South Bend City Church, digital fam, Mariah here. Today is a special day. I'm so excited for it. This weekend, we actually, instead of hearing a new teaching or sermon, we spend some time in practice together. We do this every once in a while in order to follow our practices, not performances mantra, in which we are not only saying things and learning things, but we are engaging ourselves, hearts, minds, and bodies in practices together. So in order to give you the closest experience to what happened in person, we actually recorded our gatherings live. So most of what you hear today is actually from our 9 a.m. gathering yesterday, and every once in a while I will jump in with my podcast voice because there are certain instructions for Eucharist and our creation practice that were only applicable in person, and I would love to help guide you in that separately. As I said, we are entering into the Eucharist practice at the end of this gathering, and so if you would like to participate in that, we would love for you to grab bread and juice before you continue on in the podcast. You can also gather some art supplies if you want, because we are going to spend some time creating. In our gathering space, we provided clay and origami, and if you are interested in doing an origami piece, we have attached the instructions in the show notes below. Also in the show notes below, you will find a Spotify playlist and a nature reflection video that were both utilized in our gathering as well. So if that is something you're interested in, you can pause the podcast when you get to that specific part, go find the resources and engage that way. SBCC Digital Fam, we're so glad that you're a part of our family and we hope that you feel that love today in our live gatherings. Good morning, South Bend City Church. How are we today? Yes, thank you. Happy fall. Uh, today, we're going to start this morning off uh, of reflection and practice by singing together. And uh, singing is actually a practice in and of itself. I know sometimes we don't like talk about why we sing, but singing is a practice. It's a way for us to engage our hearts and minds with the loving mystery at the center of the universe. And so after a few weeks of our series, Old Creed, New World, where we're exploring and working through the Apostles' Creed, we want to take a minute to focus on that loving mystery, which you may refer to as God or as source or as love, whatever your name is for that divine mystery. We're going to focus on it as creator today, and we're going to start by singing together. So if you're able, would you stand and join us? Oh 
Amen. Thanks for singing with us. Go ahead and grab a seat. All right. Once again, welcome to South Bend City Church. Uh, my name's Mariah. For those of you that don't know, I'm the director of art and worship here. Um, whether you are here for the first time ever today or whether you have been here from the very beginning, we're so glad that you chose to be in community with us this morning. So if you are new, just something that we like for people to know is that we have four mantras that kind of guide our everyday. It goes beyond even just Sunday mornings. It guides our way of life as a community. And those four mantras are illustrated back here on this back wall. Um, we go over them quite a bit, and so I'm actually going to set you off to figure it out on your own. It's like a little scavenger hunt. There are actually little wallet-sized cards over on the corner that you can take home with you. Um, they go over what those mantras are, and they go over what they mean. You can also go to our website. You can go to southbendcitychurch.com. You can go to the About page, and on there, there's a whole section that's about our mantras. There's also an FAQ for any questions you may have. Another really great opportunity for you, if you are new, whatever that is, right? That could be new, I came at the beginning of COVID and I've only been here twice. Or it could be today is your very first day. Next week, we've got a really great opportunity called New to South Bend City Church Tables. Um, it's Sunday, October 2nd, so that's next week. And basically, what that is, is an opportunity for you to meet other people, to meet some of us as staff, and to ask questions that you have about who we are and why we do what we do. So that's next week after the 11 o'clock gathering, so right around 12.15. If you don't normally attend the 11 o'clock, just wanted to give you some sort of idea of when to show up. There's no childcare this time. We hope that will be the case in the future, but there is food, so please RSVP. I'm gonna say by the end of tomorrow, let us know um, so that we can have food available for you. That's at, uh, just send an email to info at southbendcitychurch.com. So now, this is for everyone. Uh, if you know who we are, why we do what we do, and you're looking for different ways to get involved or you're asking, what, what's my next step, right? There's a couple options. First of all is volunteering. Today we've got an incredible full band. So let's give it up for my friends up here. Yeah. Um, but that's not always the case. So if you play an instrument or sing and want to be a part of that, that's something that we could use. We can always use more people back at the tech booth who keep sound on and lyrics up. If you love greeting people with a smile, if you love making really good coffee, we really want you to be a part of things here. Uh, there's also student tables, which Jay had mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you love hanging out with students or if you love hanging out with kids, there's different opportunities there. So if any of those things pique your interest, once again, go to our website. You can actually just slash volunteer at the end of that website. It'll take you right there to the form uh, and with all of the different opportunities and you can let us know that you're interested that way. Uh, if you would prefer to give not of your time, but maybe of your financial resources, or if you want to do both, you can always give. We don't pass baskets uh, here, but as you're leaving, there are two black boxes by the doors that you can drop something in, or you, once again, website slash give. We make it really easy, right? So slash give, you can go and give that way as well. Whether you're giving of your time or your finances, uh, it's only because of your generosity that we're able to exist as a church. So thank you for the ways in which you guys show up every day. 
One more thing to keep in front of you this week is Studebaker Talks, which is going to be hosted right here on October 7th. This is an event that had been dreamed up and is heavily influenced by members of our community, whether that's on the planning and running side of things, or even some members of our immediate community here at South Bend City Church are speaking. There's also incredible members of our community as South Bend at large that are speaking. So if that's something that you're interested in, it's a TED style talk night. And so a lot of really inspiring information um, and stories that you'll get that night. So that's happening October 7th. If you are interested in coming, go to studebakertalks.com. You can buy your tickets. A cool thing that you should know about this is that the net proceeds actually go to the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Um, so if you're interested, like I said, go to the website. Cool? Awesome. Uh, this is going to be an interactive morning, all right? So get used to me asking you questions. Uh, so this morning, like I said, um, it's going to be interactive. There's actually not a teaching. There's not a sermon. But we are going to take some time to enter into some practices together that actually culminate in the Eucharist practice. A few notes before we get there. First of all, you might be wondering, what are the rules around Eucharist, right? Whether that's from personal experiences in church or things you've heard, your first question might be, what are the rules? Well, here at South Bend City Church, we believe that if you want to be at the table with Jesus, you can be at the table with Jesus. So all that is needed of you is to want to engage for you to join us in this later today. But before we get to Eucharist and all of that, we wanted to take some time to reflect and to engage together as a community. Last week, if you were here, we talked about God as creator. And if you weren't here, you can always go to our podcast. In fact, we're uh, like recording this so that our podcast family can join in with us tomorrow in this entire experience. So everyone, say hi to our digital family. Awesome, thank you. Uh, but like I said, you can go and check out last week's uh, teaching on the podcast. But we learned and talked and thought through God as creator. And at the end, Jason left us with two challenges. The first one was spend time in creation. The second one was to spend time creating. And so we know that lives are busy, schedules are hectic. And so we wanted to create that time for you today to be able to engage in those challenges. Um, so this morning, we're going to spend some time reflecting by experiencing creation and nature and by providing time for the experience of creating. We're going to actually start this by listening to a poem uh, written by Mary Oliver called At the River Clarion, and I'm going to ask Amina to come up and read that for us this morning. I don't know who God is exactly. But I'll tell you this. I was sitting in the river named Clarion on a water splash stone, and all afternoon I listened to the voices of the river talking. Whenever the water struck a stone, it had something to say, and the water itself, and even the mosses trailing under the water. And slowly, very slowly, it became clear to me what they were saying. Said the river, I am a part of holiness, and I too, said the stone, and I too, whispered the moss beneath the water. Said the river, imagine everything you can imagine, then keep on going. Imagine how the lily, who may also be a part of God, would sing to you if it could sing, if you would pause to hear it. And how are you so certain anyway? that it doesn't sing. 
If God exists, he isn't just churches in mathematics. He's the forest. He's the desert. He's the ice caps that are dying. He's the ghetto in the Museum of Fine Arts. He's Van Gogh and Allen Ginsberg and Robert Motherwell. He's every one of us, potentially. The leaf of grass, the genius, the politician, the poet. And if this is true, isn't it something very important? Yes, it could be that I am a tiny piece of God in each of you, too, or at least of his intention and his hope, which is a delight beyond measure. And still, pressed deep into my mind, the river keeps coming, touching me, passing by on its long journey, its pale, infallible voice singing. At this point in our gathering, after that beautiful poem, we spent some time experiencing and reflecting on creation through nature. Now, while it wasn't feasible to go on a road trip or go outside, we did sit and look at some images and videos of the world around us. And as we did so, we listened to an instrumental of a song called Sun by Sleeping at Last. Sleeping at Last is an artist who has created an entire catalog of music based on his interpretation of what the beginnings of the universe sounded and felt like. So you'll hear that here in a bit if you would like to reflect with us through the video. Like I said, that link is in the show notes below. So maybe pause this before you continue on so that you can watch the video as the music is playing.
Yeah, wow. That's <laughs> so um, let's just take a, some time to reflect together. So whether it's from the time we just spent looking at images that maybe we couldn't get walking outside in South Bend, um, or maybe it is the time you spent this past week uh, in nature, I would love to just hear some reflections. Um, what, what did you feel? Uh, was there anything that was surprising to you? Were you comforted or did you feel a little tense? Like what, what happened when you experienced nature and creation this week? Can I get that far <laughs> quick? Just, just. So uh, he was saying that he went for a walk, a part of the river walk that was actually behind some buildings. And so um, he was thinking about how we separate out nature in terms of like greenery and then buildings and how it was kind of frustrating for him to hear, be able to hear the river, but then to also hear the cars driving by as he's walking on this human-made uh, path. Yeah, I love that. He was he, he's saying basically that we don't need to separate those out, that it can become part of this thing that we call nature, right? Whether it's um, planting trees along the sidewalk, which this, I mean, this is a plug for Studebaker Talks, but Ben from Botany Shop is talking about urban gardening. So yeah, so you might want to come. But that's, uh, thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, so if that feeling of being in nature and not wanting it to stop. You just want more and more and more of it. Yeah. What are you, like, uh, is it the beauty? Is it the inspiration? What What is it that makes you feel that? Well, I really try to just enjoy it mm-hmm. and always treat it as So a bit of curiosity and, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Marlon? So you saw that someone said, no one builds a forest around a road, but they will build a road through a forest. Yeah, so sometimes they don't coincide, right? Like we can hear complaints about deer crossing, but there's human innovation that's being put in the middle of a, a 
forest or whatever. Yeah. Interesting to see like those two like come head to head. Yeah. I can get to Chicago in two hours, but at the same time, like if I traveled around like the forest and everything else, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, you get to Chicago in, in an hour and a half, but if you took the forest route, it would take you a lot longer. So, yeah, interesting uh, when they butt heads. Anyone else with their time? Yeah, um, I was up in the Upper Peninsula this week, and it, I hadn't been up there in a really long time, and I forgot how beautiful it is up there. And it occurred to me that that happens a lot. Like, you go on vacation, like to Colorado or something, and you're like, so beautiful and I want to be here forever but as soon as you come back you, you kind of forget it yeah yeah so uh just saying she spent time up in the upper peninsula uh, do you say this past week yeah and uh you can be on vacation or whatever and have these incredible moments of wow look how beautiful this is everything is awesome and then you come home and you kind of forget that that beauty and that majesty thanks for sharing how about one or two more yeah That's beautiful. Uh, she said that there's a stretch of road. I lost where it was. Between 331 and Ironwood. Between 331 and Ironwood. I'm still like only barely a, a year new, so I have no idea. But I'll need you to send me a pin. But she was saying that she was driving right around like 430 uh, and just noticed how the trees were almost interlocking over that road and how the sun was just peeking through and how beautiful it was and how it took her breath away and that you felt grateful in that moment. Yeah. Maybe we will take a field trip someday <laughs> to that place. Yeah, one more. Tame Sue. <laughs> she's she's a rise and shine and give God the glory type of person. <laughs> Mm. I love that. Find her for the picture afterwards, but she took a picture of the sunrise. Uh, what did you feel in that moment when you saw it? I just thank God every morning when mm. the sun does rise, and even through the clouds and you don't see it, yeah. you know he's there. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah, thankful, and that even when you can't see the sun completely clearly because the clouds, uh, you still know that it's there, and the same as it goes for God. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, guys. Thank you for engaging uh, with that this morning. Uh, so there's something so special about meditating on all of that, but there's also that second part that Jay brought uh, to us last week. Um, I find myself continually inspired by the creation of others, kind of like you were sharing about like infrastructure and developments that are made. Uh, and so, as Jay said last week, we are creatures, but we're also creators, and that's why he gave us the second challenge, to create something for the joy of it. 
All right, I'm going to jump in because this is where I go into a bunch of logistics for our in-person community about clay and origami and markers and all of that fun stuff. What I would say to you, podcast fam, is if you would like to participate in this practice, go ahead and pause this podcast, maybe jump over to the Spotify list, that's what we were listening to as we created, and spend a couple minutes just creating whether that's through the origami instructions that we've attached in the show notes or whether you're going to just go and do your own thing, whether that's drawing or writing, or maybe you create something that's completely out of the box. Whatever that is, I hope that you'll join with us over the next few minutes in creating for joy. All right, so if you're still creating, by no means stop, especially if you're working on the origami. It takes time, and that's okay. Um, But we're going to just wrap up this specific time. I would love to know, uh, what did you guys create? Uh, Briefly share, whether it's this week, like in this time, or maybe you created something over the week. We'd love to hear what you created and maybe a little bit of the inspiration behind it. Yeah, Amina. So she, so she just moved into uh, a new apartment, knew it's out of an apartment, sorry, and knew it was an important season. Sorry, go ahead. Ooh, okay, that's beautiful. Uh, she said she knows she needed to do something in this time, and she decided to write a poem to that space that served her as she lived there. That's beautiful. Anyone else? What do we create? Don't be shy. Non-judgmental, yeah. New, um, okay. Yeah. So as a photographer, you're looking at different ways to view the subjects. So instead of looking at the whole flower, the blooms, or that's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, let me get that far just so that people that couldn't quite hear. So you wrote a poem about um, darkness and how even when we wake up and it might be dark around us or within us that God has created a light. Yeah, Yeah, the light of his love. Yeah, it's his creation. I love that. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Yeah. She made a seahorse, an origami seahorse. <laughs> also, um, over there, I noticed a book that I had on my Amazon list mm-hmm. that I haven't ever actually gotten, um, but then found that someone else was like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking, I've been looking at that book, too, and so we created a book set. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. So she was over in the corner as she was creating. She saw a book called Honest Advent, uh, and it's a book that she's been wanting to read, and uh, someone near her also wanted to start reading that, and so in our creation time, they created a book club, 
Is that, did I get that right? <laughs> I love that. That is creative about being creative. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't, like we wouldn't think of everything. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah. Another seahorse, a whole school of them. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, when he was younger, he used to do something out and about uh, when they w would be out to dinner, and he would take a dollar bill and fold it into a bow tie um, as a tip, and along with the tip, yeah. And then, yeah, he, he remembered it from all those years ago. Anyone else? One or two more? We've got more. Diana. Observation. Let's go. Yeah, so let me get that far. So she got hung up on the fact that it was just for the joy of it, that there was no purpose of creating, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Right. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't count. I have to try something different. <laughs> yeah, so she, she did something. It didn't count because it, it wasn't for the joy of it. So she got to do something else tomorrow. Mm, yeah. All art serves a purpose. Everything she did every single day served a purpose. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else? Yes. Rory. Cool. Hmm. Uh, let me get that far just for podcasting. Uh, he wrote a poem of sorts is his words uh, that was inspired by playing drums with the band uh, and here. And, and it actually reminded me of a time where um, people that I played music with, it was so magical, but then people that I played Mm, yeah, the the idea that he pl has played with a group of people and playing with them was awesome, but as time and distance grew, uh, it wasn't at quite as magical. Yeah. Hmm. Recouping the magic and playing again. Thanks, Rory. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he said he uh, created a poem a couple weeks ago, and for all intents and purposes, it was done, but this past week, he actually went back and revisited it and maybe added some stuff that uh, touch, touches on Jay's point last week, right, of that it's a patient process. Creation is a patient process, and my friends over here that were over at the origami station, they knew that. They were like, what is going on? I just did 20 folds, and now I need to unfold. Um, and so thank you guys for joining in, whether it was like super easy or whether it was like semi-painstaking. Um, just thank you for being brave and entering into that practice with us this morning. Um, 
And as we shift to approach the table together, this, this whole idea of creation has got me thinking about something that has always fascinated me. It's something that's like woven into the very fabric of the universe. And that's the idea that somehow, some way, in creation, death brings life. I'm going to reach back into my like high school science brain for a second and try to like explain this as best as I can. Um, but I think all of us, or most of us, are familiar with the idea of decomposition. And um, basically, right now, fall is a really good example. Leaves are dying, right? They're falling to the ground. Or when an organism dies, uh, fungi and bacteria, welcome to science class, uh, will break that down into nutrients that actually provide the opportunity for new life. Um, so if you're into composting, you know this to be true, right? You probably throughout the year pick up the leaves, the grass clippings, the branches, maybe you throw in paper and cardboard, you throw it into a composter, you let it sit for a bit, and somehow you open it up and there's like this soil that's like super high in nutrients. Um, and it's actually better than just like going to Lowe's and buying soil. And in, and in this like process of photosynthesis, which that's probably ringing a bell, right? You need like carbon dioxide to complete the cycle for plants to turn light energy into chemical energy. And carbon dioxide is one of those nutrients created when something dies. And so it's just, it's always fascinated me. And as I was thinking about the Eucharist today, I thought, what if that's a lesson to be learned in our lives as well? Or maybe that's something that we can contemplate on today as we enter into this practice. What if it's a beautiful gift that death actually creates the opportunity for life? And in the same way that plants can come from death, what if growth, personal growth, can come from sorts of death as well? I know there's so many times, to be very honest, in counseling that I'm sitting there and I'm realizing that there's like behaviors or habits or communication styles that absolutely need to die for there to be life in my relationships. Maybe you found that to be true. Maybe there's a destructive habit that you've picked up that needs to die in order to create a way for a new life-giving healthy habit to emerge. Um, or maybe you found yourself at a loss of a relationship and if you're honest with yourself, it was hurting you and it was hard and, and not to dismiss the pain or the disorientation of losing that relationship, but, but what if in the death of that that there is actually life in new relationship or lessons to be learned about treating people well, right? And so we see this, and, and I think it's true both in the natural world and then also in our own lives. And so today, as we enter into the Eucharist, a remembrance of the time right before the death of Jesus, I just wonder what wonderful, beautiful things could and have and will come from this, from the death of Jesus. Um, and not in like a cookie cutter way, right? It's like really easy to say this, like, oh, death brings life, but like, but like in sometimes a hard and painstaking in the dirt kind of way. And so today as uh, we enter into this time, right, as, as we come out of this time of creation and we've centered ourselves on God, the creator, we're going to enter into this time with this thought in mind that as we enter into the practice that was right before the death of Jesus, as we enter in with years and years and years of church history, that we would remember that somehow death mysteriously brings life. And would we imagine together what that life might be like? And so I'm going to pray real quick. As I pray, I'm just going to ask uh, the servers to come up for us today. 
um, and then we will enter into this time together. God, today, um, we thank you for this time together as a community. Thank you um, that we were able to spend time in creation and uh, a time of creating. God, I thank you that we were able to do it in this community together, and I pray that as we come to the table together, that we would ask ourselves what beautiful things could be birthed from hard things. Um, And God, as we remember that last night, would we come together humbly to the table? We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, Digital Fam, if you are joining us for this Eucharist gathering, would you grab the bread and the juice? And as you do, would you remember that this is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you?
And so today, what do we remember? Would we remember that God is creator, that everything we see was patiently and lovingly made, that we were not only made to be creations, but to be creators. And specifically today, as we reflected on the death of Jesus through the Eucharist, would we remember that somehow, mysteriously, death creates the opportunity for life? And together, may we hope for and experience that life, a life that is God living in and through us. And may grace and peace be with you. Thanks, friends. Love you. See you next week.